Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I'm going to tell you something, everybody. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. You hear me say that all the time and start writing your own. And I always tell people to leave with their gift. That's your passion. That's what you really want to do. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews I do on Money Making Conversations provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest is a celebrity. She's a celebrity. Fair for me, fair for me. My next guest is Michael Hyatt. She was born in England to Jamaican parents. At the age of 10, she immigrated to the United States with her mother and two siblings. Living in Maryland and Lady Washington, D.C., she went on to study acting at HBCU, Howard University, for an undergraduate degree. <laughs> her numerous television credits include, get this, The West Wing, The Wire, The Kill Point, True Detective, Ray Donovan, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and most recently, that's just a few. I'm not going to act like that's it. It's just a few. She was recently seen, I just saw on TV, in the movie with Denzel Washington, The Little Things. She is currently starring in the fourth season of FX hit series Snowfall. You got to watch it. It airs every Wednesday at 10 p.m. on FX. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm so happy to interview her. I'm so happy to see this beautiful smile, Michael Hyatt. <laughs> Hi. How you? Well, first of all, just keep smiling. Smile for this whole interview because I'm never going to see you smile this much in any of the roles that you do. But you do them so brilliantly and you have this beautiful smile. First of all, you're, you're a beautiful woman personality-wise and things you've done in your career. Let's, let's, let's talk about, let's get started because of, I'm a big advocate of HBCUs. And Howard University is right there. It's kind of like the Harvard University of HBCUs. Tell me why you went there and walk away with some of your experiences, because we all know the vice president of the United States is a Howard graduate. Talk about that experience, Michael. Um, Howard was, in hindsight, uh, a tremendous experience. Um, you know, I, 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 my mom went went to Howard University, mm-hmm. and. I I was not a good student in high school at right. all. I was, you know, I was a D average at best and I barely got out of high school. And so it was a it was it was it was my mother's legacy mm-hmm. that really got me into Howard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really appreciate it until, cause I just wasn't thinking like that. I was a silly teenager. Um, and when I got there, the then Dean of the school said to me, look, let's just be real. You are here because of your mother, wow. but you will stay here because of you. So mm-hmm. you need to make a decision. And I, I walked into the theater in Ira Aldrich theater at Howard and, and immediately the energy of the space just took me over mm-hmm. and I knew that this is where I belonged and my world, my consciousness changed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I had found myself, I had found my calling, I had found where I belonged. And, you know, it, it was, 
it was tough academically just for me to get a grip and catch a clue right. about what was needed for me from mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I will tell you, you know, and and then I I, I di- joined a, a society, Diva Society, a divine intelligent versatile artist, and just had so many wonderful experiences mm-hmm. as an African woman surrounded by African people. I did not understand its depth right. in my spirit mm-hmm. until I went to graduate school at NYU, right. which is a completely white <laughs> experience, um, you know, 90% or whatever it is. Right, right. And it was when I showed up there that I realized just how much I got from Howard University. Mm-hmm. And I have a son who's 10. Mm -hmm. He's going to an HBCU. May not be Howard. I don't know, whatever. He better be Howard. But anyway, (laughs) he will be. Because I understand how important it is for my African man son Mm -hmm. to be surrounded by himself. Right. um, To live and swim in that power, that Mm -hmm. greatness, Mm -hmm. before he sets out into the world. Mm-hmm. It was a tremendous difference and it has served me throughout my life. And it is, which is a beautiful, you've lived a, and living a beautiful life. Before we get to FX, you know, when, when, when we talk about gifts, because I talk about that at the top, you know, and you say, Rashawn, I went to college and basically got to college because my mom provided with an opportunity. But when I got there, it was either sink or swim. And it was sink or swim tied to my efforts. And yes. But your talents, when did you really realize that this, this acting, and then in the college, but then when you left college, when it really starts sinking in that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Um, I, I, uh, you know, I am a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. I have been surrounded by the art my whole life. My mm-hmm. father was an actor in Jamaica and in England. Mm-hmm. And my mother is a museum director. Mm-hmm. So I was surrounded by artists. It just a what it was just an is in my life. And you know, then I, you know, went to Howard and and I was in this world. And then when I finished Howard, it, it was just it it just was. Right. I, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I knew how to survive because every artist needs to know how to survive. But it was just a clear understanding from my my gut. It was a knowing. It was a calling. I knew that it was. But I, I didn't know how. And I don't know that any artist knows the how. Right. And I always tell people, you don't need to know how. You mm-hmm. don't need to know when, how, who. <laughs> you just need to say yes to whatever it is your truth is. Mm-hmm. And by saying yes, you it will flow through you. That is how I have found. I didn't calculate any of this. I knew that I would be successful. Mm-hmm. But the how, I, I had no idea. Or the when, I had no idea. And it has been a roller coaster. There's no doubt about it. I have learned as I have gone along. And I have learned the, the, the demons within myself that I had to heal in order for me to embrace the success that was 
willingly waiting for me. Mm -hmm. So it has been a journey emotionally, spiritually, and artistically for me to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. But I always knew in my being where I belonged. Wow. And, and when we look at your career, I'm talking to Micah Hyatt. She's star, one of the, one of the many uh, stars of this series, uh, Snowfall, that's on FX, that you can watch every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Your character, uh, real estate agent, uh, getting, you know, your son, drug dealer, you know, your husband, a community activist. Um, we said the setting is 1985. I know L.A. really well. I, I, I lived in L.A. 15 years. So okay. when you say South Central, I know exactly what you're talking about. When you say Lamert Park, I know exactly what you're talking about. So the storylines made sense to me. And also, mm -hmm. it's oftentimes sad to me because I knew exactly how, how those communities were affected by crack. And, this, and it follows basically a true storyline where the government was selling drugs that they sold in the black community, in this case, South Central, Watts and uh, the jungle, and used that to buy, fund the Nicaraguan war efforts and didn't care. Now, let's talk about your character and and build, and why is it important? Because this whole series bore off the backs of John Singleton, who is no longer with us. Let's talk about your relationship with John Singleton, how you were brought into the project, and then let's talk about the growth of your characters, the first three seasons leading into the fourth season. Um, the job came as a simple audition. Mm -hmm. uh, it's how I've gotten most of the work that I've done. It was, you know, my manager said, you know, there's something coming along my table and I think you should look into it. So I auditioned. I had mm -hmm. no, I, I mean, I, I heard that John was, was, um, associated with it, but you know, I didn't know John Singleton at the time. I certainly was a fan as so many people are, but that in and of itself, you know, it was a job. I was right. unemployed and I was looking for a job. You know, mm -hmm. I, 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 I take the romance out of it um, because I think sometimes the romance creates a, a, a separation between the artist and the work. So I, I try my best when I'm telling my story mm -hmm. to take all the fluff out of it so mm -hmm. that it is recognizable to my fellow artists and it, it it is perceived as attainable because it absolutely is. Um, so I, what, once I got the job, I, I needed to understand uh, because I had been a part of a story like this before, you know, right. being the wire, mm -hmm. I wanted to have an understanding of where is this going? Mm -hmm. um, and John was, so wonderful. It, he, he came into my trailer and sat me down and said, OK, this is the arc of her story. We don't know the new, you know, the details, you know, we flush out with flush out with every seat, with every episode. Um, but this is the arc. And once I understood, once I understood that this woman represented his own life, mm -hmm. the women in his life, various women in his own life, in his own world, that I felt more comfortable because I, I know that I'm connecting to somebody that many people will understand mm -hmm. and, and will, will recognize and identify with. That was important to me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, once, once John laid it out, I was on board. And, and I mean, this, this role, Sissy, 
speaks to every mother. This right. is the experience, uh, whether, whether the issue is, uh, you know, that your son is dealing, you know, crack or cocaine. It, th- those are just symptoms. Those are just side things, really. Right. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with the struggle of um, the evolution of your child. You know, the, 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 the transition from childhood to manhood. The, 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 the transition from you setting his path to him taking the reins and creating his own path. Right. And who hasn't fallen and needed to get up for, in, in whatever way. And, and the journey of how that works. And then the journey of the woman herself. Who is she outside of being this young man's mother? Now he is at an age, you know, once you send them off to college, the the, the empty nest syndrome, the the, the who am I outside of being the mother? And then the journey of, 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 of how do you navigate continuing to, because you don't throw them away, right? How do you navigate continuing to hold on to them, but needing to let them go? Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the journey of, a relationship with with the man that you have known since you were a young child, a right. young teenager, mm-hmm. uh, and and then that relationship falls apart, and then it comes back together again. Mm-hmm. All of these beautiful things are <laughs> are journeys that every woman can relate to, and I, it's tough. It's 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 hard to do these scenes a lot of times. Yes. But I know that I'm speaking to every aspect of my womanhood mm-hmm. and many aspects of my sister's womanhood. So it, it's a journey that I welcome. Well, you do a fantastic job. And, you know, we, we, we talk about these characters. You know, when I look at the, it feels like I'm watching, uh, every time I watch an episode of FA, it feels like I'm watching a short movie. It's yeah. the way it's shot, the grittiness the language, you know, if you have a problem with the N-word, don't look at it. Don't, don't watch Snowfall, okay? If you, they, they, there's, there's adult language on. I'm just talking, because a lot of people who see cable, they don't, but that's that's what I love about the series, because as they say, the script is real. The tonage is real. The characterizations, there is there is violence on this. And, and I've never seen a black drama like this on television. And I think it's unique, you know, like, because the wire was something different. You know, why was the different, it, it, it different. But this right here was it was different because it was tied to a family. And you guys are this family. And that's why I, I relate to the parenting aspect of what you're saying. Where the, where the Wire was about a lot of different people being caught up in the drug. It was about politicians. It was about the police and all that stuff. And then how they would manipulate numbers and say they were doing good and they weren't doing good. This is about you in particular because you told Alton. I would do whatever I need to do to get my son out. It's about you and your relationship with your son. Please tell us about that relationship. Um, Franklin is, you know, as a mother, um, you 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 watch your child grow. Mm-hmm. You can see their greatness um, from their young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Sissy has always seen 
Franklin's greatness. She always knew. She saw her husband in her child. Mm -hmm. She saw the leader that her husband Alton is mm -hmm. in her son. And she knew it was only a matter of time that he would do great things. Mm -hmm. um, and her whole life, she's been invested in that reality. So it is heartbreaking that when she, when she sees him take this turn. Right. And, and you see this struggle um, with him constantly trying to, you know, we talked about the, the, the change from episode two to episode three, um, where when she decides... I'm going to help you, you know, yes. because she tried. She tried to do the the moral thing of mm -hmm. walking away and shutting yeah. the door and mm -hmm. saying, I am not with you. Mm -hmm. um, and it didn't work. You know, I, you, you tried. You tried a tactic. You're trying to save your child and it didn't work. This is not a woman who is going to walk away from her child for mm -hmm. real, for real. Mm -hmm. And when he got shot, it was... Uh, it was a natural. She went to his aid and now, and there was a discussion that, that we didn't film, but there was a discussion with Franklin and Sissy where Franklin says, mom, I'm trying to better our community. I'm trying to do the great things that we deserve. And I understood that. And it's a messed up way to get there. Right. But one, nobody knew that this is what it would turn into. Mm -hmm. Franklin certainly didn't. We right. had no conscious, he had no, nobody in the country had any idea that crack was going to evolve in the way it does. We didn't have, uh, this was the first of its kind. So um, I understood what he was doing and why he was doing it because it follows the same path as his, as his father. And I was there with Alton during the Black Panther journey. Mm -hmm. So I get it. So now it is, I understand the core of what you're doing. Let me help you. Try my best to do what I can to help you heal this and get out of this so that we can get back to our lives. And it's just that constant investing in your child because you believe in their greatness. If we can just get out of this mess. Right. You know, and, and that's just the constant back and forth that happens with this family, with so many families. You know, the beauty of this series, you know, we're, we're talking about your family, but you have Irene, who plays the investigative reporter, that her character builds this season. And when she gets information about what's really going on. And like I said, you know, in a way, Franklin is caught up in something that, that was bigger than him. He mm. didn't know about what the government was doing. He didn't know that this was a calculated fundraising activity that the Reagan administration backed. It was tied to Oliver North. You know, all these names, you could, you could flip through the pages. The, the story's right there. Oliver North, he the one helmed the whole Nicaragua drug and selling drugs and guns and for those campaigns. And Ronald Reagan, they knew about all this going on. So, again, the black community was being used. Yes, they were selling drugs, but guess what? They were selling drugs and being fed drugs, uh, cheap drugs, by the way, on the contrary, low prices so they can so they can uh, for a military effort. And so you had Irene. Then you have Teddy, 
Gustavo, who's crazy. And then you have all these. That's what makes the series so unique because I don't have to focus so much on your family. And poor Leon, he's trapped. You got Scully, his situation. All these, Jesus, this boy know all these characters. It's all these characters. They are so colorful that it's really, like I say, it's like watching a movie and it's so intense. And, you know, the scene where you was caught up with the police officer you know, that was, I felt so nervous for you, Michael. I, I felt, I, I felt like, oh my God, you know, talk about that moment, not revealing exactly what went on, but my God, you, you sold that scene and I thought something bad is, was going to go down and some bad did go down, but not like we expected. But talk about preparing yourself for those moments because FX has allowed the series no, Snowfall to keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, preparing for that, preparing for anything that comes up in this gut-wrenching show, you really just have to, well, I just, I, I, I can't think about it too much, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, in order to do this kind of work for me, uh, I have to throw ego out the window mm-hmm. um, and just allow myself to be very raw. Um, and whatever comes from that is what's going to come. Mm-hmm. And and in, in that, I trust that I, I know that it is the truth because I'm not trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learn my lines. I understand, obviously, I understand the story. The, mm-hmm. the wonderful thing about this story um, is, th- this this show, is that it is filled with some tremendous writers. Yes. So it makes the work so easy. Because <laughs> I don't have to second guess what's on the page. Mm-hmm. I can fully lend myself to the words on the page because it, they write so beautifully they write so truthfully um and then you know what it it, it is uncomfortable it, you know this scene has already been aired so it, it i can talk about it. it it was incredibly uncomfortable it was all night it was take after take it mm-hmm. was you know in those damn handcuffs and it, in a graveyard it was just so, let me ask you let me ask you how did they shoot you banging your head though when you was in the back seat of the in the back seat of this thing over and over and over and over. <laughs> uh, I think I had a little noggin, but, but I didn't have to shoot for a few more days or something, so it was fine. And they kept saying, Michael, are you okay? Michael, are you okay? And I'm like, just because Susan, Susan, I said, you know, because you know, I, I've, I've cast so many, I've been fortunate to be part of productions like that. And I go, she banged her head. Okay, what? How many times did he shoot this scene of her banging? Because he applies the brake. So I knew that was like, uh, in my mind, while watching this scene, I said, well, they could have shot it this way. No, I think she banged her head. <laughs> I try my best. I mean, you know, they don't have me doing a bunch of stunts or stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, it's it's just, I, I, I don't I don't want the buffers or the stunt doubles or all that stuff. If I can do it, if, if it's remotely doable, I'm just mm-hmm. going to do it. Because, I mean, it's just more truthful that way. Well, you know, unfortunately, when I, I, I got to see, you know, Oliver North on trial, 
you know, uh, about this whole situation. Which, that's why I say you're taking a, a true story and putting it in a dramatic series, and you're playing it. Some characters may be redeveloped, some may be fictional. But the beauty of it, this is a story about a mother's passionate love for her son, trying to get him a way out. And in the process, is she wrong? Is is Michael, is your character wrong? Is Sissy's character wrong in her approach? Because, you know, he does some things, especially to those bookstore owners that was really cold. But yeah. but tell us, are is Sissy, are you are you wrong for leading him in that direction? Or are you just so determined to get him out? Boy. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a deep question. And the only way I can answer it is um, wrong is in the eye of the viewer. But I tell you what, though, I, I, I yes, Sissy has compromised. Yes. A great deal. Yes. Of herself. Yes. And it does not feel good. Yes. You know, it does not feel good. Um, Sissy has been compromising from, you know, even taking this job as the, 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 the manager, the, the property manager, right. um, with, with Tolf, four Tolfowitz, who is as crooked as they come, <laughs> uh, turning a blind eye to that because mm. why I need to put food on the table. Right. And, and I'm Alton's doing, not happy I, about that either. Your husband. Right. And, 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 you know, it, it, but yeah, it, right. And, and it, it's, it's, <laughs> you call him a snake in the grass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, and, and then that gentleman, uh, whatever his name was, I mean, it, it, there is no doubt that Sissy looks at herself in the mirror yes. and realizes that this is not who she ever desired to be ever meant to be, but it's a means to an end. Wow. And it is my son. And if I don't, who the hell am I going to be mm-hmm. that day when I turn away and say, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and my son is dead. Wow. What, what kind of life, who, who, who would Sissy be? Mm-hmm. And when when she was faced with that reality that death is the next option for her child, she had to compromise. But, you know, it's 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 always with the understanding that I'm doing this. I'm taking two steps back because I'm going to take three steps forward. Mm-hmm. And because of that vision of the steps forward for Sissy, it's worth it. Wow. Uh, mother knows best. Is season mother four. Mother doesn't always know best. Mother's this, trying her damnedest to make things work. This is true, but in a sense, because you give him orders, you 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 hear your husband complaining. So mother knows best. There, your son, you're directing him to do certain things. Whether he and, and what you you're saying, you're trying to get him out. Like I said, the beauty of this series is that it gives you so many different ways to portray how this community mm-hmm. is. Because you have a bookstore owners where you. Take away, that's a different form of drug dealing. You take them out of their livelihoods by doing a deal that they thought was an honest deal. 
So that's a, that's a way of just taking the community. And you told them to get that deal done. Your husband often tells you, mother knows best, that, hey, you're dealing with a crook, a snake in the grass. You go, stop that. I'll do whatever it takes to get my son out of this mess, out of this world, and get his life right. But the beauty of it all is, is that it's in 1985. You can catch it every Wednesday. You're an amazing actress. I, I, you have a beautiful smile. I don't see it that much on this episode, but my, my God, you are a mother that I would want because guess what? You taking care of it, and you know when I look at shows like this, you know because here's, here's I'm just going. This is my compliment. All my life, I've always wanted a black Godfather. All I've like all my life, I wanted to see it play out where there was love tied to the violence and why the violence. Because this is good storytelling, and I finally got. I, I wanted my soprano. Okay, I have it. I have it in Snowfall. I have my soprano, and 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 thank you. And thank you for allowing me to enjoy a series. Thank you for getting me involved. I feel so sorry for Leon. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Poor boy helped a little crack girl. Now he's sleeping on the streets. You know, you're up there plaiting his hair, braiding his hair. There's <laughs> so many stories. Like Irene going to get herself killed. I don't know. This newspaper, again. What I love about this show is I have so many times I can turn on the show. I know it's going to be two or three solid storylines that are going to get me emotionally involved. But more important, the storyline that I care the most about is your relationship with your son. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so very much. I am grateful to have the opportunity to reach you and all of yous. I am so grateful. Thank you for watching us. Absolutely. And I'm going to watch it every Wednesday, FX, 10 p.m., Snowfall. And this is a beautiful, talented actress by, by, you know, from Jamaica, parents, and Britain, and came over in 10. She went to an HBCU. HBCU changed her life and her son. He's going to go to HBCU, preferably Howard. But if he doesn't go to Howard, she, as long as it's an HBCU, she's cool with it. But more importantly, I love you. And, and don't change, okay? I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.